Hey guys, and welcome back to the IkeCast. I'm Chris, and I'm with my co-host as always, Ike. Hey guys, thanks for right. joining us. Yeah, on this uh, especially late, um, I, it, it's, I feel like it's getting later and later every week, but it shouldn't be a problem starting next week. Um, uh, we're sort of like in the final stages of like uh, our move here, so it's just been very, very hectic. Um, and you know, it's like you just got to use your weekends to just like move stuff, right? Um, yeah, and I did something insane and bonkers. I decided I was going to get my whole house painted, so... Last weekend was taking everything down right before the painters came in. And then this weekend it's putting everything back up. And that's such a slow process. Um, and it's been exhausting because Monday to Friday, it's like a full on, very stressful um, work week. So yeah. thank you so much, guys, for joining us. And um, I know uh, we apologize. And yeah, as Chris said, uh, we do believe that we will be back on schedule next week. Yeah, I, I think that we're going to be nice back on schedule, back to our normal thing, being actually able to do stuff during the week. Um, you know, because our week was, like, just mixed between, like, you know, work and then straight away, like, trying to figure out what to do next, like, trying to get the next thing done. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, I do got some construction projects here at my, uh, you know, at, at, at my new place, but, you know, that's more, it, it's a little bit more chill, right? Because now uh, I'm not, you know, fighting against time. Or any of those sort of things. So, what can I say? Right. Yeah, we're just going to push forward and see how the, how well this works, right? Right. Yes. Let's push forward. So, let's dive into the war room. Yeah, and this time on the war room, I mean, as a continuation of something that we were all watching and something that we all knew, right? Um, you know, there there is a lot of like, there is a lot of problems with the Afghan sort of situation and, and I want to touch on one thing before we get into our main story which is <coughs> excuse me which is that I think that I would be critical of this of this withdrawal under a Trump administration extremely critical mm -hmm. right and the reason why I'm not as critical under this administration is is for one very simple reason if the Trump administration and if if the Trump administration was in a similar sort of um uh, scenario as what is currently going on i don't uh, like i would you know work against my biases to be like very much yeah no no let, let's be very real this is actually was always going to happen it was it's a shit show it's not necessarily due to the incompetence of the trump administration it's 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 whatever like i'm not saying that you know that this events of going on in afghanistan are directly responsible by the biden administration what i feel and what i see is that if you come into a presidency Within your first mm -hmm. year, right, you're just dealing with the stuff from the past and what you can, like, rapidly get, you know, get done with either a bill or executive orders, right? You'll get maybe right. one bill done in your first year, like one major piece of legislation. Uh, and then from there, you'll get, you know, like uh, exec some executive orders to move the needle along. But you're not going to really see any, like, movement on that. With that being said, we are now in August, so we're eight months into the year, seven months into the Biden presidency, of yeah. which, you know, like seven months in, right, he's had, you know, uh, he's inherited, you know, uh, a timetable to leave. Yeah. Right? And he's working with people that he himself did not um, negotiate with, that he yeah. did not determine if, you know, what their 
what their goals are and whether or not they were going to be good actors right and more importantly he has to, like he's done the hardest decision ever right which is like getting the america america stand is staying there for any more additional amount of time would not lead to a better result right um yeah. mainly because as we learn more and more right the allies that they had in afghanistan were like no don't do it we need to install confidence and then right away mm -hmm. that ally leaves yeah right so i see you know i think it's very i think it's very very important to come to that understanding first right and then once you come to that understanding then you're like all right you know let's 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 move let's move this in a more effective way um yeah but just all in all like all in all we look at this entire situation and it, it's it's not good. This is this is bad. Right. And well, now what's occurred even further is is our what we've seen, right? Which is the uh, the terrorist attack that has occurred uh, right. at the Kabul airport. Right. So um, a couple of things, um, Chris. I, I agree with all of your points um, that you've made. Um, you know, this was a timeline that had been inherited by the current administration. Um, and a lot of you know what we're seeing are a result of a negotiation that happened last year so um and here's the thing is that the experts the analysts um in it for the region um had predicted that there is no there's going to be no good time to withdraw and leave yeah okay so um you know and here's the thing is okay the United States went into Afghanistan because it was attacked on its soil, right? 9-11. The official and, reasoning, yeah. Right. That was, uh, I mean, we were, we were under terrorist threat. We had three attacks, right? Uh, the Twin Towers, Pentagon, and the third... Um, that plane that went down in Pennsylvania because of the brave souls that were on that flight. So, and we went in to get rid of Al-Qaeda. And Al-Qaeda was given a safe haven by the Taliban. Now, I, you know, so I mean, you have to, we went in there, did we... Did we get Al-Qaeda was the objective? The objective was to you know smoke out bin laden it took many years but you know what we did get bin laden and yeah we needed to at some point um exit we can't have a never-ending war uh, the the issue is um that you know we've been in there so long that i think that the initial reasons of why we went in, I think, are getting lost, right? Well, we yeah. have to, we did, we did have to leave. And yeah, here's the thing. And, you know, Biden in his, you know, on the campaign trail, or as they say, you know, in his basement bunker, uh, said that, we, you know, he was going to withdraw the U.S. out of the United States out of Afghanistan, the United States was going to be, was going to pull out. Um, 
the issue is that they inherited a timeline and a negotiation that they did they were not involved in yeah and we're learning that right so you know when you my heart goes to the family of the of the you know the servicemen, the servicemen yeah. who who have died um right and you know there's pain that's you know from the families that are coming out but this isn't a biden administration it was something that was negotiated by the trump administration yeah this is uh this is a negotiation and, that led yeah. to this you know it was a negotiation led to us and let's and let's be clear part of that negotiation was the release of 5000 prisoners within the afghani prisons majority of those were al qaeda and isis k operatives yeah okay so that negotiation released those 5000 it's not the taliban who attacked the airport it was isis k and that's a terrorist organization so it, it's interesting so there was a you know i we've been um we've been reading a lot about it you know there's um so you know there there's um i was listening into um some experts on you know the the geopolitical region within um where afghanistan is uh, located and i said um the taliban want islamic rule within afghanistan yeah they want it localized right isis k wants islamic rule their islamic rule globally yeah that's the difference yeah the taliban is very very focused within their sphere of control you know they're very they're very well understanding that you know it's like listen what we do not want is for them to start another war right because then it will just be a drone war in afghanistan realistically it's just gonna be you know non-stop bombardments for the next 20 years right yeah. Uh, right. And like, they don't want that. Like, this is like, this is a regime that fundamentally wants to survive. Right. Right. And the the means of survival in this case is to, you know, buddy up and get close to um, the United States. It's to make deals. It's to 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 effectively, you know, like try to gov- put themselves in the Saudi Arabia mindset. Right. And so like get into the, that that sweet, sweet foreign aid money that goes to pakistan and saudi arabia right mm-hmm. they're trying to like see like and and that's essentially what they're what they're going to try to do because you know china and, and russia have come in and they're ready to you know to work with these guys right um yeah through and through right for, uh, i think like what this terrorist attack does though is throw another wrench into the works not because you know we have like you know active and and too many like like ongoing threats all over the place it's because um you know it's like that area is going to be in a in a in a, in a state of like active like you know it's active, a powder keg. yeah it's, it's a powder keg of like different factions now all vying for it right um you know are the are the taliban able to successfully hold off you know uh you know future uh, you know sort of like attacks by uh, by ISIS, right? Is ISIS's mm-hmm. new front going to be all right with the Americans gone? We can try to take Afghanistan. How are they going to try to like play this to make? To, hey, I'm to sorry, ensure? Chris, we lost you there. Oh, sorry. Uh, d- d- 
Do you still got me? I do. Now I do, but I we lost we lost you for like uh, maybe a couple of seconds. Yeah, sorry. It's just my my question is like how stable is Afghanistan under the Taliban if they have to deal with <coughs> excuse me, if they have to deal with not only just external threats like ISIS, you know, Iran if they're if they're not really uh, allied with the Taliban regime. Um, you know, in as well as internal threats because they have, you know, essentially a civil war start brewing. They have all kinds of like future issues that that, that are going to pop up, right? the The question really becomes, like, who and when is are there going to be like like what is the new state of play for this geopolitical zone, right? Uh, because now it's no longer in the direct control of the United States or a United States puppet government, right? They now like like what the state of play will be in the future. Now that's the thing that's going to. That's really going to, to I think, bring us into the next next level of this the next phase, of this situation, because Afghanistan is lost, right? Other than you know you know committing to, a lot more troops, right? Uh, Af- Afghanistan is is no longer a place where where you there will be effective control. Um, I think that the, I think that the bigger issue that now we're gonna have to deal with, right, is all right in this aftermath period, right. How much allowance is there gonna be to try to, you know, take back, you know, just try to take take back control? How much allowance is there gonna be to, to do any of these sort of things? Um, and yeah, th- no, that that that's my real question. Um, all in all, I, I I don't I don't know where this is going to go, and uh, yeah, I'm just you know, we we have to wait because essentially you know adding in the, this new wrench into the into the whole thing has really thrown it off. I mean, what do you think? Do yes. Yeah, I'm sorry, um, Chris. Um, it, what do I think in terms of what's what's going on? Yeah, I. I I agree with you. I think it is going to be able to, it's a powder keg. Um, here's the thing is that we can't leave a vacuum there. Right. I mean, that's one. I think that's one of the problems that had happened was after the U S had supported the Taliban in routing the USSR out, the Soviet Union out of Afghanistan. Uh, they, they left it alone. Yeah. Right? They didn't really they, fix the problems that were there. Right. They didn't fix the problem. They're just like, like, okay. Um, you know, objective achieved. Let's go. And, and they they left out. They left right. And what? But they had left a armed Taliban resistance force, uh, who gave um, shelter and coverage to um, Bin Laden. And then Bin Laden had joined the Taliban in ousting the the Soviets. But then he, you know, became more further radicalized in terms of the U.S. presence. In Saudi Arabia, right? I mean, let's uh, let's remember, Bin Laden came from an extremely wealthy Saudi family. Yeah. Um, right. So uh, there was a vacuum that was created, which allowed for Al Qaeda to ha- get the foothold that it needed, and you know, pursue whatever agenda it had, which was, of course, the you know the annihilation of the infidels. Um, and I'm, you know, simple oversimplifying it. I, I get it. So, you know, nobody like come, you know, yell at me for oversimplifying it. But, 
and we saw the attacks of 9-11. And 9-11, you know, the anniversary is around the corner, right? Let's not forget that. Um, yeah. How many lives were lost? Um, on, on that, I, you know, it's a, it's a, that's a day where, where were you that day, right? I yeah. know exactly where I was. Yeah, that was one of those and days I'll never that you just it. constantly look at, right? Yeah, I will never forget that day. I will never re- forget the shock, the horror. You know, uh, my sister was visiting me, and I remember, you know, hearing it on my way into the office, and then getting to the office and not knowing what had happened. So, um, yeah, no, I mean, definitely, when you think about it, right. Uh, in that sense, we, um, yeah, no, we, we, we really, we really get to, to look at just like the whole kit and caboodle, right, of this event. And we see, we see the problem that it is, right, the, how problematic it becomes. And, um, yeah, it can't be like the, the powder keg and, and the vacuum that develops from this cannot be left in a vacuum. We need to build ourselves in a very effective way. We need to fight in a very, very effective way. Um, and yeah, I mean, Afghanistan is it's 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 not over. It's not over at all. It it's not going to end. Um, and we need to we need to be ready for it. We need to keep an eye out because this is just a continuation, right? Like, should the Taliban become another issue again? Then like, what is like what is the the the, the strategy? Who is going to be blamed for this uh, in the future if this becomes a problem? Uh, let's just hope that the Taliban want, you know, like the North Korean regime, want to keep themselves, you know, good. You know, keep themselves, you know, in a place where, you know, they are well aware and strong enough to, to handle their own geopolitical issues and not push everyone to the point where we actively invade them. Uh, at least that's what I think might be the best play for, you know, uh, theocratic genocide wanting terrorists near terrorist organization right so yeah just like in 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 conclusion summarizing everything that i just said you know yeah. this afghanistan situation it's not over right just because there's a pullout today doesn't mean that you know come you know next administration next whatever there might be a reigniting of 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 this sort of thing because you know war is good politically Right. It's got this rally around the flag effect. And all you have to do is, you know, like one terrorist attack happens and we get like a, another bullshit WMD Iraq situation and everyone will go right back into Afghanistan. Right. This graveyard. Well, the thing, right. But I mean, but the or, you know, I've heard I've heard actually it being likened to zombies. Zombies. Yeah, because you like put it they're down mindless, it right? Back. Yeah, which I find an interesting term, but I can I can see how apropos it is. Yeah, it's a correct term, right? It's interesting, but it is correct as to the nature yeah. of these issues. Yeah. So, yeah, I I I think it it is going to be recurring. It, it, but here's the thing is uh, what we can't do, like I said, Chris, is we can't leave a vacuum, right? And yeah, we may may not have um, you know troops on the on the ground or very limited troops on the ground, but I do think that this is gonna end, this is gonna turn into a drone war. 
Um, yeah, it's sort of like the only place left to go, right? You know, is yeah. is, is a drone war. Uh, and it, and the it, problem with the drone wars is that there's a lot of collateral damage. Exactly. The drone innocence. wars, yeah. The drone wars, the problem with them is that they're all just collateral damage, right? Like, there's no way around mm -hmm. it. It's, 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 they're not precise tools. They're, like, you know, wide-ranging, designed to cause the most amount of damage style tools. Yeah. Um... I think it'll be interesting. So uh, the U.S.'s uh, agreement was that we would pull up on the 31st. The Taliban have drawn a red line. I think part of the thing is the Taliban, um, you know, they're trying to negotiate because, remember, they don't have access to any of the funds. Um, all of the assets of the Afghan Afghanistan uh, government has been frozen. Um, they're seeking funds from the IMF. Um, that's the International Monetary Fund, uh, whether or not they'll get it, uh, you know what, they'll have to, I think the IMF will, it should be putting strict guidelines in terms of what they require needs to be met before uh, they'll release any funds. The assets that are being held in U.S. Um, banks, they're frozen. And again, this is where you, this is how you get them to do what you need them to do. Yeah, you need to just keep up the pressure, maintain it, and uh, yeah, just uh, ensure that they don't come back, right? right. Um, but, you know, in order for them to do that, it, it requires, I think, a level... It, uh, there, there's a whole other different strategy that needs to be done, if a strategy at all. But uh, I think the only solution now is to, to step back, see what happens, and, and hope to, like, just... Because I, I don't think anyone really wants to go back. To go back is to really set up this new wave of of war. This eternal war, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think anyone yeah. particularly well, wants I, to and back. So one last thing. I find it interesting how McConnell, Cruz, you know, they're blasting Biden for the withdrawal. But it was Trump's admin that actually, you know, created the the roadmap for that well withdrawal. cognitive dissonance in the republican party is nothing new right this is what they're going to do they're going to obfuscate it you it's know, sad you know they're going to blame they're going to blame they're going to make know, it obama. political yeah they're going to blame obama for tarp even though it was signed into law by bush mm -hmm. yeah right like that's right. the like that's the reality of of just like of what's the best way to put it of bad actors yeah right like this is the the nature of the bad actors that we're dealing with um yeah but uh all just all in all right this afghanistan situation is 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 primed for something bigger right and i just hope that no one falls into the trap of it all right yeah because the minute you do is the minute that you know you lose you know the high ground not moral high ground but like the actual high high ground um yeah i just i, I just hope that they're you know ready and able to, to fight against it yeah i agree yeah. i agree yeah uh so yeah um uh is there any other sort of like major sort of uh like news out there that you're thinking of uh um, this week, generally speaking, has been like dominated by this Afghanistan situation. I mean, the current uh, Hurricane Ida is, you know, going down pretty big. I mean, I'm hearing uh, 
uh, Katrina 2.0 sort of situations there. Yeah, it's interesting you should say that because there is a reference made that um, uh, Hurricane Ida landed around the same time that Hurricane Katrina did, and it is it is a Category Four um, hurricane. So that we will be watching it. Um, I hope everybody is safe and um, they can ride out the storm. I was in a hurricane. Um, I was in Hurricane Sandy, and I tell you that was like a it was a freaky experience. Really? Yeah. I and mean, Chris at one point, like, and you can tell you're almost because you know um, Sandy hit. Um, made land in New Jersey really on the shore and the thing is like I remember like first there was like lots of wind right and then all of a sudden it was like dead silent and I opened the door my front door and I'm telling you it was like it was like dead air like there was there was like no there was like no like you know wind or breeze or anything and there's like this like it was almost like a really fishy smell in the air that you never have in my hand because we're so inland, right? Yeah. It was like weird. It was surreal. And I was just like, I never want to go through this stress again. <laughs> so, so, yeah, my thoughts and prayers are for um, everyone in Louisiana. Yeah, um, just another place that's going to get like global warming, safe. right? It's going to like rip that place yeah. apart like continually, right? I think yeah. that's the like just the horrendous part. Is that you know trying to get around this is going to require actual yeah. like huge changes that you know like I don't know like I don't know if they have it in them right to to, to get yeah. along this because you know point of no return we're reaching it yeah we are yeah we are the um is there a doomsday clock for the climate yeah there is uh we're at two minutes to mi- uh yeah we're at two minutes to midnight wow. we need to reverse it. Yeah. What's the what is the doomsday clock at? Uh, it's two minutes to midnight. No, but that's the climate you said. I'm no, talking about no. The doomsday clock includes the nuclear. It's just climate. it's about doomsday, like in general, right? And okay, it was so we're two minutes. Min- so yeah. At one. Po- Sorry. Sorry, I was in, wasn't it at one point like a minute to midnight. Yeah, at one point we we're a minute to midnight, and that was at like I like when they started the doomsday clock. When I was like, all right, Cold War's happening. We're all probably gonna die. Right. Uh, right. But thankfully, we didn't reach there. Not, okay. not yet. <laughs> so, well, on that note, we're two minutes to midnight on the doomsday clock. Let's move to our happy place. Yeah, let's let's get out of this and let's go to the happy place. All right. So this time in the happy place, like we not try like we normally do. Right. This time mm-hmm. uh, is Ted Lasso. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> just a mixture of like us getting through, uh, like the fact that our weeks are busy and we only have enough time for you know one or two, real uh, sort of things. So Chris, I have not been able to watch TV for a week. Really? Okay, <laughs> like I, like I have not watched anything for a week. The, um, and um, Friday evening, which is when it was like. Ted came out, so uh, you know I've got um, I could watch it on my um, iPad, 
Um, but I have not been able to watch anything else just because, uh, again, um, it, it's been a crazy, crazy um, week for me. And, of course, like, um, I had to disconnect my TV. I had, um, you know, I had uh, plastic covering everything so that there wouldn't be any pain dropped on the rest of the furniture. So, yeah, I haven't been able to watch it. But I did watch Ted. Yeah. And can I say I really enjoyed it? Yeah, it's great, wasn't it? Like, it's just surprise, like, oh, surprise. Cool. Yeah, another good episode <laughs> yeah. that's bringing in, like, you know, yeah, it's really just bringing in the, like, just the, the, emo- the, the emotional core of this show is really important. Like, people tend to think that, yeah. you know, um, um, the, the, people tend to think that the show is going to be all comedy. Right? No, no, there's like a, yeah, there's a, there's dramatic undertones, which are very subtle, but they're there. Yeah, and it it's not like it uses the the these dramatic undertones to really you know get into its 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 point right, and and not right. be too. It 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 doesn't get bogged down with its dramatic underpoints, which is great, and it's and its comedy is not cloying to me. Yeah, yeah. Right. So yeah. yeah, just just all in all, I think that they're doing a really good job. Um. Yeah, just in general, they're doing a very, very good job uh, getting it. Yeah, ready. I agree. So, spoiler alert! Spoiler, 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 spoilers. <laughs> let's talk a little bit spoiler? about the episode. Well, let's um, let's talk about okay last year again. I think. Uh, Chris? So you want to do a re- oh. you want to do a recap? <laughs> so I thought I had lost you. Um, yeah, no, sorry, my mom was so, just. Uh, no, I don't necessarily want to do a recap. So. Okay, so this is the first episode uh, with Roy being on the coaching team. Yeah. Right? Uh, so we see him um, coaching um, uh, the with the rest of the players. The only one he's not coaching. Like, he gives everybody, like, you know, this is what you need to do. This is what you did good. This is what you did. Um, this is what you need to approve on. This is your weakness. This is your strength. And then Jamie Todd. <laughs> right and he's like and Roy walks away and he's like coach don't you want to like give me any pointers and he's like no <laughs> I don't yeah I was like it's no like, Alicia deuces right and he's just like you know and, and Jamie's goes to uh, Ted and the other coaches like Help me here. Help me here. I'm trying, you know, he needs to help me coach. He needs to coach me, and he's not. And they're like, and then, of course, um, you know, Roy's girlfriend, uh, Kitty, tells him that he should just agree with him, and then he'll get what he wants. <laughs> so apparently, that's what she does. <laughs> really? And, and, um, and he tries it. It doesn't work. And he's just like, you know, Jamie's like, this is like bullshit. You should be, um, you, you should, you're the coach. You should be coaching me. And, you know, and, um, and Ted's like, yeah, he's right. You should be coaching him. Like this, you know, we're, right now between the two, you're the one who's not acting like an adult. Jamie's actually being an adult by asking you. And Roy's like, all right, fine. You want to know what? 
yeah, you need to start being a prick again, right? Yeah. But not all the time. He's like, but you told me not to be one. And he's like, not all the time. I'll give you the signal. And he's like, what's the signal? He's like, you'll know. You'll, you'll know it when uh, you see it. Yeah, I don't know when you see him, but just, what? He's like, you'll know it when you see it. And I love the signal. I'm not going to let you, I'm not going to give away what the signal is. But that was, um, you know, I think last episode, Chris, um, when we spoke last week, you had asked the question, I wonder how long it's going to take Tad before he talks to the doctor. Yeah, before he gets up. And you, because you realize this entire season, something's been going on, right? Like he's been yeah. acting strange. Right. Yeah, this but we don't season, know what. Like yeah, We don't yeah. know what's like his triggers, right? Yeah, we don't know what, what's causing so, him to lose it. What, what's like... You know, what's the thing that's that's making him lose it? But, uh, no, we finally get to see it this time. It's like, oh, like, you know, he's really falling apart. His his, his distance with his family is not helping, right? Um, you know, it's like that, that family distance is messing him up, right? Especially, I think, like, all of it started when he got that bad news about his kid, right? And it's it's I think it's that distance between how far he is, you know, from that reality. Like, how far he's, you know, away from his child and everything. I think that, like, to me, like, that's, like, the, the part of the show that, they, that they're now trying to elucidate. So, yeah, it's, it's that family aspect that, that I really think is the part of the show that they're really focusing on. That they're going to show, like, you know, like, there, there's this internal, like, dialogue that we don't get to see from Ted, right? Yeah. We don't really get right, to see, right, right. you know, because he's always that happy-go-lucky chipper dude with everyone else, right? It's, right. He has to now be that person with himself. Right. And, and I think that's really hard. Yeah, you know, it's like he's gonna have to like shed. Well, some do, of that. I, I mean, how? Yeah, how much do you think of it is is that Ted's not um, Ted, Ted's not looking internally and uh, you know dealing with all of the issues that are going on. I think in general, like Ted's apprehension to the sports psychologist by itself, right, is this mm-hmm. very is this thing that like shows that his general fear. Of, of, of the sports of, of the idea of like just delving in deeper and then realizing maybe there's some things that he has to do and then he you know like right. he, he mentioned that you know his experiences with the couples therapist was was he felt like he was always being cornered right that it was always right. that you know that everything was his fault right because and and so he has this inherent distrust that's that's come about it he's he's getting over his distrust and and but yeah he, like his family dynamic has hit him to the point and it always has, right? Like his first panic attack in the episode uh, Tan Lines, right? Yeah. That panic attack was based on, you know, his divorce coming up. Yep. Right? Like, you know, him losing, right. you know, it's like him being in a different country and then, you know, his divorce. Um, this new panic attack is in relation to, you know, like his, his kid being her. Right. Um, right. And I love like what everyone goes like, yep, that's a guy who's ate a bad, you know, some bad crab. <laughs> it's like he, he's right. making yep. he's doing that rock. He's doing that walk, man. That's bad crab walk. <laughs> right. right. Uh, like everyone's. Yeah. But in, in reality, he's he's falling apart and he needs to figure out how to deal with it. Um, yeah. I mean, this episode, I think like, everyone, I think, did great. Like, you know, Jamie Tart finally coming into his own with with the idea of, of him and Roy Kent. Um you know like nate pulling in like that clutch play at the end right like that's the thing like like ted lasso this season what he's really done though is show Uh that like what his job as head coach is to do is to facilitate 
you know, that mixture between talent, right? Yeah. And, like, you know, discipline. Yeah. And the way that he does that is that he, he, he builds team unity. Yeah. Yeah. Right. He makes sure that, like that team unity plays, even with like you know, like when he's jumping in on Jamie's behalf, going like, "And what do you mean by that?" Right. Right. Just keep on like right. you know, jumping in and doing his thing. That it's it's in a way it's in a means in a way to, to ensure that like Jamie, and and Roy, th- they get the most out of this. Uh, right. So yeah, I mean this one like through and through this one was a great episode this episode really brought it all together um and and it brought it in in a very 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 satisfying way where now we're, we're going towards the next episode where we're learning a little bit more and yeah i'm excited to see what you know what revelations ted has to come to and if this means that the show has to move to a different place you know because yeah. like you know the show right now you're looking it goes like like the only place that he could like if he can't delve get through his issues he has to go back yeah. home right right he's gonna have to go back home right and and uh and what will that mean for the team you know like how much can they do without him has he laid the groundwork for them to succeed without him because that's the most important thing about a coach is that he has to lay the groundwork so that you know the team succeeds because you know yeah. he has no control when he's out there you know it's like that's the entire point you have no control when you're out there right you only have control in practice but after that you lose it all yeah. so yeah i mean uh i really want to see where he takes this uh but i think i i, I i'm not gonna say the show has been nothing but good it's only going to get better um and yeah i mean after the show ends it's like crap what's the next big thing uh, I know you still haven't gotten to the morning show, uh, but that's going to be coming back. I haven't. Back. You said uh, it's, that it's that was cast. a good one, too. It's, it's the, cast the cast. That's get, yeah, it's the cast that's getting to you. Right? You're looking at it and you go like, yeah, but I don't want to watch Jennifer Aniston and Ruth Witherspoon. And, uh, like, um, the people I was watching with, like, man, we hate Steve Carell. I was like, man, like, everyone's got, like, this cast is, is mixed with people that everyone apparently hates. Um, you know, like if Gwyneth Paltrow in here, we would have assembled the Avengers of unlikable people, apparently. Um, but, uh, you know, just all in all, it was a good show and, uh, and it, it, it deals with some really heavy topics. So yeah, that might be the next one. But yeah, Ted Lasso is just holding me to the point where it's like season three, you know, it can't be the end, man. Get me more. This, like the way that they're doing it, they're, they're really, they're making some prestige level TV and this is easily yeah. the best thing on Apple TV Plus. Easily. Yeah, I yeah I agree with you. Yeah, easily, easily, um, the best. Yeah. So far. Yeah, and uh, I hope we get more. I hope we get a lot more. Yeah, but me who knows? as well. Yeah, who I'm, knows? I I really enjoyed it. I think they've done like an. I, I, yeah, this has been a really really great. Um. It's been a great um, I, I show. I, I mean, you know, I, I remember last summer you told me uh, check it out. Was it last summer? Yeah, I think it was last summer, early this year. You told me to check it out, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is such a great show. I'm, you know, the only thing is that Apple does it, you know, episodically every week, and I wish I had it all. Yeah, it's one of those things that you definitely watch, and you're like, God, I wish that you know, yeah, if this wasn't episodic. If this wasn't that week-to-week format that they do, this would have mm-hmm. been... Um, I mean, we were burned through it too quickly. 
Uh, yes. <laughs> but it's yeah. It's I mean yeah. They want they they got us keep on coming back wanting more. So I'm gonna say you guys are doing something right. But you know, it's, uh, these streaming services, right? They really need to figure out like what lane are they in? Are they in the release it all at once? I I think the best solution is if you're gonna do by week by week, release two episodes a week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And because I think it's like yeah that that's it shortens down the time frame because you know you know realistically i want like a tv series to last me a month right worth of yeah. like all right this is yeah. like four these are my four fridays this show i'm watching these are my other shows like on these days right right but that's well, a level you know, chris, of you were talk- right? yeah well chris you know, you're talking about like what are we gonna watch next right so we know that stranger things is coming back and i think they're gonna probably re- release it sometime in october yeah Right, because that because last time they did it around October too. Yeah, I think they'll right, hit that so nice Halloween in. sort of thing, like thing that. They yeah, never... right. I think we've got that. Um, did you watch the um, the Witcher animation? I did actually. What did you think of it? It was Vesemir's uh, uh, backstory, right? Yeah, and so they, they got a lot right. A bit of an origin story. Yeah, they got a lot right in terms of that. They showed. You know, like essentially, they, they they show this this event that we always hear about, the sacking of Kermoran, right? Yeah. Um, this is an important event in the Witcher history because because of this event, they they can't make any more Witchers. Right? So, did they kill all of the mages? Yeah, I'm thinking they killed all the mages. The mages got taken out. Okay. Um, now okay. I don't know if they're gonna ever do this because this is more game canon than book canon, but in the game canon, it's revealed that Geralt knows how to make more Witchers. He just won't do it. Um, but like he's one of the few people who has the knowledge remaining and we see Geralt as a young kid and uh, like I remember watching I was like that kid's got no hair are you hiding some white hair (laughs) it's like what's going on right (laughs) right Uh, well I looked at his I looked at the kid's eyes and I was like those are yellow eyes is that yeah it's a witcher but like what who is he right yeah yeah, I thought it was a great thing. I, I like the style. Um, it definitely had like all the cast of freaking Castle uh, Castlevania, <laughs> right? Yeah, it did. Yeah, it. Did. <laughs> I, mean, I was like, I know that voice, right? Yeah. And Bones was like, I go, it's, it's the two Forge Masters, and she's like, is that James Callis? I was like, no, he played Alucard. <laughs> Yeah, no, the, like the Ford... It was the other guy. It wasn't uh, Isaac. It was the other one. Hector. It was Hector, yeah. <laughs> Hector. So, yeah. Right? I can't remember Hector's name when I was trying to tell her. I'm just like, oh my gosh. Yeah, you're yeah. right. It was yeah, like... no, it's got so much of the Castlevania team, some of that Castlevania art style. I liked a lot of it. I liked that, that they were able to really take it into that weird Monster Hunter vibe area. And it makes sense for yep. the early days. The political aspects were still there, and you know how witchers are generally reviled. Um, right. right, and then also dealt with the fact of why witchers were taken out. In the end, they turned out to be their own bad guys, right? You know, it's like uh-huh. they started creating their own monsters because they cared yeah, but more about coins. Dude, that witch was just as bad. All, the witches I mean, are no better. Well, that's They're the thing, right? Like, as... yeah, we know that essentially any powerful organization in this in this world, right, is always corrupt, right? It's yeah. just now add the witches to the list. Now, though, there's very few witches left, right? There's really just Vesemir and the four kids he trained. Right, yeah. Esco, Lambert, uh, one other, and then uh, um, Geralt, right? 
like he he yeah. trained those trained those kids up and Vesemir and, and those guys are the last ones. Vesemir is still alive. They're gonna we're gonna see him in the new show. Yeah. Right. Um, the series. Yeah. Yeah, and we're going. Yes, yes. Yeah, season two. We're going back to Kermorn, right? They might like uh-huh. hit, like, and because essentially we're gonna see like the destroyed castle, we're gonna see like what led to its destruction, and just the the, the general sort of fears around it. But yeah, I, I liked everything about it. I loved how you know, like how sl- uh, I think Vesemir's character as a Witcher is unique because like Geralt's whole thing is like, dude, you are glum and dour for no reason, man. <laughs> right? right you are like and now really... you know why yeah it's like he goes like man everything sucks and i was like and then you see vesemir when he was a witcher he goes like, yo man all of this is the best there ever was i hunt monsters for fun my life was garbage yeah. before this right right it's right. like you see vesemir's story is like he he chose this life right this wasn't the right. life and that was the other distinction is that he chose this life whereas everybody else it was thrust upon them exactly. they had no choice yeah majority of them had no choice yeah men with no choices and, and children with no choices and all those kids dying and how brutal it is that they die but the reality is you know it's just the test man um mm-hmm. yeah but yeah like him surviving him you know him surviving the mutations him becoming you know the witcher like all of it was just him like like you see like this is a life that was chosen by Vesemir and so for the, yeah. all the other children who never chose this life for them it's a burden but for him it, it's it, this whole other experience right he yeah. wanted that power he wanted that you know to be free right and he got everything that he ever wanted right um you know it's just one of those things almost eternally young he's he's going to look older when we see him right yeah. but you know Geralt is is like Geralt's old, right? Geralt's almost as old as Yennefer. Yeah. You know? And she's very right. old. Right. And we don't. It's, <laughs> but you know, when we. Uh, I mean, you had the backstory. I didn't. I hadn't read the books. I hadn't played the games. Right. So I hadn't realized that Yennefer was so old until the last, like, couple of episodes when everything came together. Because remember, we were seeing bits and pieces of of the story unraveling like we we see you know when when they started when they started off the, the season i love the way they did it but it was just like oh my gosh this makes so much sense now yeah um so yeah i didn't realize he was yeah he is almost as old as her yeah but yeah what can i say it was a like i like that uh like a little bit of un, unscripted like sort of like review uh, yeah, The Witcher, Nightmare of the Wolf was, I think, a really yeah. good uh, thing. It shows it showed like this important and pivotal event, you know, which is the fall of Kermorn, that the why there's so few Witchers left, you know, um, you know that small why throwaway. Why there can't be more? Yeah, why there can't be more? Um, and then you know the fact like that the small throwaway. And yeah, just uh, the small throwaway line was you know that Geralt said in the first season of The Witcher, just you know. The, the, there aren't any more are aren't any more of us since the sacking of Kermorn, right? And it, like he yeah. talks about it like it was like like history of, of an event that happened, right? But right. now we see you know he was there, right? Um, yeah, yeah. And so yeah, like it's I think it was a very it, it's a great little great little side thing. Definitely like you can say oh we need some content right now about Witcher because it did so well we need to get it out there right now. And it's like okay here's this quick animated thing you know a year and someone later. Um, uh, you know, nice and like quick, you know, good, like sort of one and done story 
telling an, a, you know the story of a character who's going to show up in the next season. So, yeah, all in all, I, I think it's going to be um, it's good. It's uh, it was it was a good little romp. It was. Uh, do, do you think uh, Katsu is still going to be around because she survived? Yeah, I mean, uh, she might be one of those characters. Do you think we might see her? Yeah, she might be one of those characters who's like from the books, and like I'm not really that deep of a book, uh, like know that deep of the books uh, lore. Bone says I'll have to ask her. Yeah, so, yeah, that's always possible. Um, uh, like in terms of the games, I don't think that she's there, but um, yeah, just all in all, it's uh, it's. Yeah, it, 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 that one was good. And then it's like, okay, good, hold over. Can't wait till The Witcher comes out on the 17th of December. Uh, I know exactly what I'll be doing then. I do too, and I will have my big TV up. Yeah, you're going to have your big TV. <laughs> I better have my my setup up down here, like like up here yeah. and everything. So, yeah, no, it's it's um, a lot of interesting stuff to come out. And uh, with this dual release strategy, uh, I'm going to... I'm gonna, you know just bite the bullet and like get my home theater set up because honestly at this rate we're not going to see any like really interesting stuff in theaters and um you know i think the release strategy has 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 changed i think they're going to start releasing stuff 45 days after it comes out in theaters right which is like the fastest turnaround it's ever been and 45 days after it comes out in theaters i can wait and and and, like chill out in my own home theater setup Mm mm-hmm um right. it depends on like dune is going to be a different thing i know i'm watching that no matter where it comes out uh-huh. yeah but dune is they're going to release it simultaneously as well right yes yeah i think me and bones are going to go watch it in the theater well right about the time comes out i think we're all going to uh find a way to watch it together. oh hang on is that in october after 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 okay i think it got moved into december did it? Oh, okay. Got it. Yep. All right. I'll have to see. How many times has it been moved, Chris? And is it because of theaters and COVID or? It's a little bit of theaters and COVID and definitely like a lot of them like looking at at whether or not there is um, an effective and immediate way to, to recoup uh, investments. Right? Uh, mm-hmm. Because, you know, box office has not been doing, doing well. Not at all. Right. Uh, and yeah. so, yeah, there's going to have to be moves done, right, to, to, to make this work. But until then, uh, we'll, we'll find out how it goes. Uh, just in general, like, I've been enjoying this dual release model, but it's not been working out for the, uh, for, for, for the all theaters. The, yeah. Yeah. The theaters at all. Yeah. Okay. Well, on that note, uh, we are going to, I think, end our happy place. We thank you for joining us, and you can't do what, Chris? You can't stop the signal, guys. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye.